Hey everybody, welcome to the show. Before we get started, I have to tell you about HelloFresh. I just had some yesterday. They were sandwiches, and they were absolutely delicious. And that's just one of the delicious meals. That's right, it's like sandwiches. I've tried through HelloFresh. With over 50 menu and market items to choose from each week, you'll never run out of dishes to try. Get 16 free meals plus 3 gifts with code VALLEYCAST16 at HelloFresh.com slash VALLEYCAST16. Just go to HelloFresh.com slash VALLEYCAST16 to get up to 16 free meals plus 3 free gifts. Maybe even some sandwiches. Now, let's start the ValleyCast. Yay! Do you guys have a favorite? Do you guys have a favorite ad? Ad re ad? Can you say that? Is that something you're allowed to? Yeah. Do? I mean, well, HelloFresh is the best. There's, yeah. Okay, fair enough. Fair On enough. some really of is, um. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, HelloFresh is great because they're so delicious, right? <laughs> so good. They're so delicious. And you can actually go to... <laughs> One time I made a meal for myself uh, using HelloFresh, and then I dumped everything into a blender, and I blended it up into pure liquid, and then yeah, yeah, yeah. I um, didn't use my mouth. Yeah, you... You, you I did up, chug it. Right I did I get, chug it, but I how chugged. How was you supposed to get the nutrients? I wanted those. I wanted that in my body fast. <laughs> you want to yeah. feel the effects immediately. I wanted it. I wanted and it fast. The funnel you used was one of the one free <coughs> gifts. Yeah. Well, yes. One of the three gifts. Excuse me. And it's like. Uh, <laughs> like guys, when you go to a smoke <laughs> shop where it's like it's like we all know what the funnel's for, but they gotta say it's for <clears throat> yeah, yeah. We yeah, love yeah, a funnel. Yeah, we love yeah. a funnel. And know the, what it's for. In this house, we love. We got many funnels, guys. I want to say different. <laughs> Joe does look a little different today, doesn't he? Guys, welcome to the Valley Cast. We've got a special cast today. DJ, you've been on here before. I have. I You're have. no stranger to this valley. Yeah, thank no. you, thank you. you. You've been yeah. all up valley in these folks. peaks. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of peaks, a lot of valleys. Yeah, you've been up. in the, you've been down in our valley for a while, <laughs> and uh, you and I go way back. Yeah. Um, as and for those of you who are listening that are like, who the fuck is this bastard? This hijo de puta. <laughs> Whoa. Sorry. Not on Fourth of July. <laughs> no, don't day. don't use Spanish on Fourth of July. Don't do that. That's not what this day is about. It's <laughs> so, tasteful. It yeah. is Fourth of July while we record this, but when you guys listen to this, it will no longer be the Fourth of July. And what is the Fourth of July other than a massive celebration? Of of patriotism, mm-hmm. <laughs> which I will not be participating in this year. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Not feeling terribly patriotic this year. Not a, not really. I kind of want to do a Same. bunch of communist shit today. <laughs> I feel that. I feel. What do you that. think I should do, yeah. Elliot? What do you think I should do if I wanted to participate in communism today? I guess you should take everything you have and just give it away, man. Whoa! <laughs> let's yeah. All, let's all go organize an Amazon warehouse. Let's all. Yeah, yeah let's yeah. go. <laughs> I'll just. I'll retweet AOC. <clears throat> yeah, there you go. Boom, boom. <laughs> but DJ, we're not just having you on today for giggles and shits. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's for dogs. Today yeah. we're uh, worried we have you here because you're doing some exciting work out there in the comic book world. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. you're um you've you know, DJ, you are just a really hardworking man and you've got visions and you've got ideas. You're an ideasman and you just love comics and movies and nerd shit. And uh this is how we've always uh connected. And uh, and become we became good friends because of it. But yeah, yeah. you aren't just a viewer, watcher, reader. You are also a creator of said things. And your work, you've been working on this comic book Hellbent for quite a while now, right? Tell us yeah, all yeah, about yeah. it. 
So I was on, I, you, you guys were so lovely to have me last year to talk about Hellbent Volume, Hellbent Volume 1. This is Hellbent Volume 2. It is the continuation of uh, the journey of Jesse and Nick. Jesse is a trans woman with incredible supernatural abilities, and Nick is an occult assassin dedicated to defending her from a cult of religious fanatics mm. uh, that are hot on their trail. Mm. Um so this is this is like any good sequel. It, it deepens the world. It expands the world. It tries to experiment with the formula we laid out with the first one. So we've got a little bit more action, a little bit more mysticism. Um, we learn a little bit more about the secret organization Nick uh, works for. And Heather Vaughn is back as our interior artist, artist, along with a bunch of incredibly great guest artists. Yeah, dude, and you got some great guest artists to do covers and stuff yes, like that. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. We got uh, Davi Go and Jen Saint Ange who uh, do incredible work. I was, I felt so lucky that they were willing to collaborate. Um, and yeah, I'm just really happy. You know, you just want to keep improving. And I feel like this improves on what we laid out for volume one. And for anybody listening that missed out on volume one, there are tiers where you can get volume one as well, both volumes one and two, get the complete story. So <clears throat> we'll dig into Hellbent more, but I want to know, like, this must be kind of difficult, right? Because what's the comic book like? Like, what's going on in the comic book world right now? Like, how are yeah. comics doing? And is it? Do you think it's a? It like is is this the time? Or are we gonna have like a comic book like boom again? Because it feels like comic books. Like, what's the state of comic books right now, DJ? Tell us. I think the state of comic books is like pretty much the state of everything else, which is influx. Is it yeah. depends on who you ask and when you ask them and what's going on. Uh, uh, and I think in a lot of ways, what we're seeing is a, a great opportunity for stuff outside of like the big two, like Marvel and DC. Like a lot of a lot of like uh, more indie stuff, a lot of like non superhero related stuff, uh, which is really cool. I've always loved indie comics. Like I, yeah. I, I, um, you know, I grew up loving Spider-Man and, and, uh, Batman and, and, uh, the ones that you gravitate towards when you're a kid. Yeah. Um, and then I remember being like, well, these are cool. And the superhero stuff is fine. And I get it. We got like people fighting for justice with like really nuanced characters and things like that. And that's basically what comic books were when I was a kid. But then I was like, as I grew up, I started to find the indie comic world yeah. and I was like, Oh shit, you can do whatever the fuck you want in the indie comic book world. Yep. And there's just so much weird shit like milk and cheese and like Sam and Max and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Like I remember reading milk and cheese and Elliot, Milk and cheese. Have you heard of this, DJ? You know what? I have not. I have not. It's, I have not. It's Sam just, and Max, I, I was on board for milk and cheese. This is going back and forth. Like, is this a real thing? Or <laughs> no, milk either. and cheese is real. And it's literally, it, it was about a, a, a little carton of milk and a block of cheese uh, that were like real violent nightmare characters <laughs> uh, that... Uh, would cause all sorts of mischief. And because you guys are like, man, this is this is probably a bit. Steve's I'm looking doing. I'm looking it up right Here, now. I'm gonna pull it up for you guys. Here, I'll do it for you. You don't have to do it and you don't have to do it. So here, look, milk and cheese is like, and the art was really cool, like big, thick, giant eyebrows. And they would do really violent, awful shit. Hang on, my my internet's being a dumb, a little dumb bitch. Sorry, not on 4th of July. Please. We don't disparage the internet on the 4th of July. Yeah. <laughs> don't, <laughs> don't look up indie comics on the 4th of July. Not on the 4th of July. <clears throat> but yeah, look at this. They're like in, in a comic con and they're like killing all these like Star Wars fans. That's insane. That's, That's what you insane. loser nerds get for clogging up your George Lucas wow. Uber aisles. Yeah, it's like That's so much reading. Yeah, it's really it's 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 like, you know, it's violent. It's, a lot of text. it's violent and disgusting. And I was like, man, you can be violent and disgusting in the comic book world. Yeah. And I thought that was really cool. But the indie comics is where it's at for me. And do you feel DJ that that's where your stuff belongs uh, 100 because here's the here's the blessing and the curse of comics is that the that is not where you go to make money no uh, yeah that's not <laughs> where you go to make money and so like nobody 
um, you've got less uh, less fingers in the pie or whatever metaphor sure. is the correct one to use. Um, <laughs> uh, I think you got it. Yeah, it's just, there's just less less people uh, on your ass about stuff, right? Um, and so, uh, and that is, I think that's true to a degree uh, with the the big two. But like the indie stuff, like for for us, a big inspiration uh, for this comic is all the old Vertigo books. So yeah, Sandman, Preacher, The Invisibles. Um, stuff that really like pushed the boundaries of what uh especially when you're talking about like the the 80s and early 90s of what you know you you thought comics were capable of yeah um and and again it's just because so nobody's you're not you don't have to worry about you don't have to run it by disney standard and standards and practices you know what i mean you can just do whatever you think the story um uh entails and whatever you think your readers will respond to see i love that yeah because you just get to do whatever the fuck you want yeah. Well, let me ask you a question, DJ. Yes, 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 yes. When How's your hand doing, remember, Elliot? <laughs> it's getting there. It's not yeah. hurting so much anymore. It's just still the same size, but the doctor says it'll grow back at some point and just stay patient and it's keep shit up about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, so I remember you talking about this the first time you came on, and it was. I'm interested to know what the connection is between you personally and some of the themes in the uh, actual story, such as mysticism you got a cults going on a stuff yeah. going on you got religious zealots going on yeah uh, is that topics that you're interested in or is it stuff that you've sort of come across that you wanted to incorporate because it kind of makes it magical and yeah no and crazy? so my my co-writer jana and i we actually met each other when we were in high school in church we were part of the same baptist church and so nice, i was a nice. major part of that community um and it had a pretty significant impact on my life one that i'm still processing to this day um not entirely not entirely negative you know what i mean like i know when a lot of people Mm -hmm. talk like that um i was an important part of my my socialization as a kid um but obviously it has a major impact on this country as well um and and so it's kind of us unpacking a lot of um, uh, a lot of that history. And also like, if you spend time in, in that, uh, like, like I, I might've mentioned this last time too, uh, you know, when you're, when you're a part of that group, they're like, oh yeah, read the Bible, read the Bible. But I don't actually think they expect you to do it. Cause no, when no. you do it, you're like, wait, this isn't what you're talking about. Like this isn't, this is, doesn't line up with what you're yeah. saying. Um, and so like processing that as well, and also using it to, and, and not just, not just the Bible stuff. Like I, I've had some people be like, why, why the, why the Bible stuff is like, well, that's because what we know, like we're not, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Um, but also when it comes to being a fan of genre fiction, uh, fantasy stuff and everything kind of like exploring uh, really breaking it down instead of just accepting something as a trope or or whatever so like when we talk about we did this in volume one when we talk about god um within the context of our story god's not like a dude with a white beard up in the clouds if you're talking about god it's like well you're so you're talking about an abstract creative entity that's so far beyond consciousness yeah. referring to that entity as a he or as any you know, it would have to be non-binary because it's, yeah, it's beyond, it's beyond our own conception. Um, so doing but stuff apophatic, like that. I think is the technical term. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you can't, anything you say about it becomes automatically false because it's so grand that your language could never possibly capture. Let's pray. I wish that was, um, <laughs> well, it was Elliot. Actually, you bring up a good point. Cause it was Corinthians two thirty six yeah, that actually yeah, mentioned. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but we're I, all on the same page. I, we're all on the same page. I like it. I like it. I, I thank you, Elliot. Elliot's going to yeah. come bring, uh, bring a Bible over so we can get yeah. in here. Corinthians. 236 yes yeah. i did <laughs> if that even exists no, but dude, uh, yeah 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 dj i like um and elliot's gonna find it can't wait to read it and then have it be eerily pertinent to what we're saying that would be incredible um but dj i also grew up um in a very very heavily uh practicing catholic household yeah. um <clears throat> and uh in learning about all this like religious stuff 
and also being a nerd and being into like all sorts of like otherworldly kind of cool shit. Cause like, I remember looking through the Bible and being like, there's like demons and like hell and creatures and like magic in this. Yeah. And that's like pretty cool and nerdy. And I remember my creative mind, like taking all of that and being like, Whoa, this is like kind of cool. Actually. It's yeah. like cool that it's like, there's cool creatures and demons and stuff. And then it helped it, 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 it made my imagination go nuts with like the possibilities of combining these themes of religion and then bringing in fantasy and sci-fi and horror and like yeah. mixing it all up. And that's why I've always loved like possession movies and yeah. like, because in Catholicism, possessions and exorcisms are like kind of a real thing. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. it's like, you know, it was ingrained in me that this was like terrifying shit I should be scared of. And so when they, when creative people started making movies about it, it was like, Oh shit, this is exactly the kind of shit I was looking for. Yeah. It's so funny because, because uh, my wife was raised Catholic as well. And so she'll be like, so we'll like hear a sound. Yeah. And she'd be like, do you like, and we'll be like, oh, and she's like, do you think it's a ghost? Like, no, I'm worried. Like, it's a dude. I'm worried. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not it's on a what? the ghost you cut demon out? page. It's, it's a dude. Yeah, I'm <laughs> worried it's a dude. Guy. I'm not yeah. worried about a demon or whatever. I was raised Baptist. We're not as worried about that. I'm worried about a dude with a gun, is what I'm worried about. Yep. Dude, it's so funny. I talk to Owen about this all the time. Name drop, Owen Carter. But Owen's like, man, <laughs> sorry, Elliot. I know you don't like the name drops from me. It's I don't real like gross. him and I don't like the name drop. <laughs> <laughs> Elliot and Owen have a standing feud. And, I, and, he, and Elliot has asked me kindly not to mention him on the shows but i had pretend but I, he doesn't exist but, when i'm around <laughs> but I, but El, but he says to me he goes these ghost movies and these like <laughs> did you find corinthians what is 236 two, uh, two, yeah yeah it was 236 and, doesn't exist. Maybe. Oh, oh shit! Dang it. I'm reading the no, King James version. Which one's that? <laughs> oh, yeah, you're right. Maybe that's it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, <laughs> there's a couple of chapters missing in the, yeah. in the yeah. other yeah. versions. <laughs> but Owen would say ghost movies and like uh, movies with like possessions and shit <clears throat> aren't scary to him at all because he doesn't believe in any of that shit. Like yeah. ghosts is not even a possibility. And like, for me, it's like, I just want it to be real. Cause I think it would be yeah. really cool to like blow our minds with what our levels of reality and consciousness are. And I just want that experience. Yeah. I I'm a big, like, um, you know, obviously we just talked about grew up in the church and everything. And so like, uh, but I think for me, uh, like you don't know what you don't know. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. the idea, like, like to, for anybody to definitively say where like, well, this can't be real or that can't be real or, there, or there's like no god or whatever it's like i mean maybe but like maybe not like i don't know yeah. because because it's like we barely left our own backyard like we've only gone to like this universe is a big universe i don't i don't know yeah because yeah. it is like there's just too many coincidences and it's really hard to like pinpoint that on any kind of science when you get real down to it yeah but um i don't know oh, i like to believe though. in the elliot where are you what was that book <laughs> I got this because I it got uh, in another book I was reading. One of my UFO pastimes. He recommended this book called "The Trickster and the Paranormal," and I haven't read it yet, obviously, because it's very crisp. But mm -hmm. I was like, "Oh, this is an interesting." I like. What's it about? Stuff. I think Trickster is basically an archetype, and yeah. this is basically going into the idea that the a lot of paranormal phenomena functions to kind of disrupt or like. Uh, you just kind of the trickster governs paradox yeah paradoxes irrational things where the messages are concealed i guess i don't know i haven't read wow. it. is this nonfiction? i well yeah i think so i think he's at ryan research center uh laboratories uh, whoa so this is like a a uh, a study into how the archetype, uh, archetype of the trickster utilizes like uh, f uh, unexplainable phenomenon to create. Yeah, it kind of goes back to the idea that like a lot of the UFO sightings are just like the same thing that's been going on for thousands of years, but it's wrapped in like a science fiction. Ever since you know we started going to the moon, all these things became spaceships. But before that, they yeah. were angels, and before that, well, they were yeah. all these other. Things. 
It's first off, I want to say when Steve was like, "What is that book?" I thought it was. I didn't know another book had entered the picture. I thought it was the Bible. <laughs> what is that, Ellie? What is that book you've got there, Ellie? That, what's yeah. that book that you that we were looking through and trying to find Corinthians? <laughs> let's talk about okay. it. Let's talk about that a little. Let's, <laughs> this is called. Uh, but like, we want to believe. We want that's part of like the human condition is we want to and it and it and it does take whether whether you you do believe in that stuff like that the way we talk about it culturally you know uh, evolve it's like gods and angels or then it becomes then it becomes aliens or then you know when people kind of talk about like us being in a simulation it's like well that's yep. fun functionally that doesn't functionally change my life that's basic that's still nope. you're basically just finding a new way to describe god and, exactly. and stuff like that <laughs> <laughs> and it kind of comes down to whatever you're comfortable with right yeah. like whatever makes you sleep well at night yeah. <laughs> it's like because because no one's no one's really right some people could be wrong, I guess, mm -hmm. <laughs> in some ways, but there's no way <laughs> to be completely. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but there's no like. I just you're right, uh, DJ. I like the idea that like because that's why like you know in my rebellious years I was like I'm I'm an atheist. Like fuck the idea of God is created by pieces of shits to create power over us to have a power dynamic. But now I'm like, but also like uh, I don't know shit. Mm -hmm. So I'm way more of an agnostic at this point. I feel like, yeah, yeah. there's a, uh, I've noticed a trend and I don't know if there's any truth to this, but it seems like, cause I know Grace grew up Catholic and she kind of also went through that same arc of like effort. It's yeah. there's none of this. There's no thing. Yeah. But then when I see people like DJ or myself, it tends to go like, you might go through a little bit of that, but then it also kind of can veer toward mysticism very mm -hmm. frequently or a mm -hmm. little bit more like, not agnostic but i guess kind of whatever it would be but i don't know i don't i don't it seems like a very common thing in catholics, catholics yeah. right just like, I, I, it, I don't then, like it yeah and then and then yeah. it's like catholics get old and then they find god again yeah they like go it, back to catholicism listen yeah. catholic catholicism is hard on the youths it is because it's so like yeah. it's so like uh bear it, they very much want you to like recall and never forget the absolute suffering of <laughs> jesus like they want you to really know that that motherfucker suffered like it's <laughs> like and it's like yeah we get it he was crucified like yeah. that's like <laughs> you know i can't even imagine the pain <laughs> so it's like but they really want you to see the blood and the fucking vomit and shit and it's like no. it scares the shit out of you <laughs> and and it's and it's it's a tactic you know uh, yeah. but um but yeah you're right like uh there's just so much of this stuff that's just like i don't know man i guess it i guess we don't know shit we don't yeah. know anything and all we have is our experiences and kind of our uh, what we experience in our waking life individually and i guess like whatever that path is either leads to you being like comfortable with this or comfortable with that because i love the simulation theory these days because it yeah. really is kind of interesting to be like well yeah i mean uh, I get you're right though. It's like you're saying it's God in a different way because yeah. it is like being created still somehow. This like yeah. simulation was created by something in that instance, but it's like if you want to believe that, it's not going to change my life, like you said. It's not going to yeah. really make anything different in my life. Unless Even if I found out that was real, it wouldn't make a difference, really. Yeah, because it functionally like code or atoms, like whatever. Um, unless you can teach me a way to like fuck with the code and then yeah like, like some I, matrix shit exactly can i beep beep boop and make my poop a little less hard like is that a, is that something i can do or like just tiny no. things just, just tiny like i don't need to fly or anything i just a little Life hacks. you know can i yeah. uh i know a guy who uh swears that if you take a certain specific amount of dmt and combine it with a two dollar laser from china that you can see the coding behind uh Whoa. Great. i love i and this is no no hate no shape but i love like the dmt mushroom crowd i love because uh, everything yeah. comes back to like well if you took these mushrooms like yeah i get it all right i get yeah. it dude i i <laughs> if, you just took, if you just ingested this thing yeah yeah you know yeah. what is interesting though and this kind of goes back to like um 
Elliot's book there that he just got. And, and the idea the Bible, Steve. Yeah. You can just call it the Bible. <laughs> yeah, but I don't have one, and only you do that I know of. So I'm calling it Elliot's yeah, book. book. <laughs> Elliot's book, dude. But, you got to be careful. Elliot knows this. When you grow up in the process, that they will try to market the Bible <laughs> every way. Like this is now Elliot's book. We wrote it in yeah. a different way. Yeah. It's cool now. It's like all right, dude. Yep. Elliot's book is my favorite Dave and Ross color. <laughs> deep cut, uh, deep cut. but like um i like i've always liked the theories i mean i always love talking about this shit and you know yeah. dj and elliot like we we can really get into it about like paranormal and alien shit and sci-fi stuff and uh yeah. mysticism and movies and all sorts of shit which we'll get we'll get to movies and tv in a sec because i want to know what you're watching and what you love kind of like yeah, what yeah, you yeah. do with me when i yeah, go yeah, on yeah, your yeah. shows but way less structured. Uh, but uh, I love the theory that alien abductions are like people recalling like being born mm -hmm. and it comes back to them in adulthood in some way. And they yeah. see like beings that they don't recognize around them, like doing medical things to them. And they see bright lights because there's like hospital room lights. And like, I, I love that theory a lot. Because it yeah. makes me feel like, it, you know, it brings logic into this, like, illogical kind of idea. And it's really fun to consider that that's really what that is. is like yeah. people just remembering being born or having an operation or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it just kind of, like, they revisit it. Yeah, because it connects to, like, this DMT thing where, like, everyone has this, like, same being experience. Where, like, it mm -hmm. takes them to these, like beings that like then take them on a little journey or something and everybody talks about how it's like this same experience where you meet these beings yeah. and it's like well what the fuck is that why does everybody um, have that experience when which they do i think it? the more the more uh supernatural explanation is that there are being that there are there are beings beyond i i like i i like the idea that it's um that it's us recalling our birth um but yeah, and it, but it's also like again, you just don't you just don't know we're we, we we know so much, and I think humanity has a tendency to think that that means we know ev everything. I know, and it's like, but you kind of there's just stuff that like we don't know, and we don't even know that we don't know. We're not even aware that we're right, not. right. But, Which is but, why sci-fi gets cool because then yeah. someone's just like, "What if this happens?" And you're yeah. like, "Whoa, I never thought of that." Yeah. The uh, the guy, I think it's his name, Stanislav Grof, and he did a bunch of the transpersonal psychological stuff, especially mm -hmm. with the birthing process. And his whole thing is like, basically, when we're born, we have a life like a death in the process of being born because our heads are getting crushed and where there's no light and we're being passed through this thing and we're sure we're going to die. And yeah. then we come out the other end and then we're, oh my God, we're alive and there's lights everywhere. And what is this? And it's crazy. And who's slapping me? And so basically, it's like every single person is you know unless maybe c-section but still same idea it's the yeah. same thing going on uh you still end up like you essentially start out life with a big death and that's kind of wild to think about which be, is, which yeah. then which then like kind of comes back around when you get old because there's you know you start to like lose the things that you learned in yeah. your life yeah. <clears throat> and you kind of essentially head back to like a birth death in the end there you kind go. of which is so interesting and again like you said like dj we can't comprehend why that's connected and yeah. we can't comprehend why when you zoom in on your eye it looks like space stuff yeah. like yeah. you can, like we can't comprehend it it's like yeah. certainly there's people smarter smarter than us digging into it but yeah. i really love that there's like so much we don't know what do you what do you think the next big scientific philosophical breakthrough will be because i think we're with aliens like you think well aliens seems like the closest sci-fi weird thing that that's gonna like be real now but yeah. it seems like it's more than we have more than enough proof that it is real and nobody seems to give a shit but what's something that everyone would like what do you think is the next advancement of like uh, we have no idea what it is yet like you know <laughs> what well, could it be i'm trying to think of so so like the next thing of like a game game changer game changer thing. like because we can talk about like what like um 
penicillin being yeah. a, a big huge scientific milestone i mean the internet the internet you know? the discovery of like you know I, I mean there's a lot of stuff about the human body we learned like the gut biome is like really important yeah. to our like just in general to our even our psychological health and stuff like that yeah like, well, I think, think the, the next, the, it, when it comes to like breakthrough stuff, I think we're going to have to, we're putting ourselves in a position where we're going to have to, this isn't a fun answer. Sorry. No, uh, we're going to have to figure out the, like the, 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 the climate change situation. Oh man. Because, you know, the, the preventative stuff, it, which, which is a little worrying. Cause it's like, I feel like that's to the degree of like finding a cure for cancer where it's like, right. good, good luck. Um, yep. I know. but, uh, uh, the, as far as fun stuff, I think with the, the, you'd have to figure out how do we get off of the rock we're on faster than we are capable of now, yeah. which I feel yeah. like is tied into we're now uh, well beyond my pay grade, but I think it would be tied into, you know, obviously like in science fiction, we talk about faster than light travel, but I feel like also that's tied to like a better understanding of like gravity, but like, mm -hmm. how can we get to Mars in less than months? <laughs> yeah. And like, so maybe the next big thing is like, we've found a habitable planet that is yeah. possible to reach within, you know, what? you know, means. Yeah. I think I'm going to go down with the ship. Uh, <laughs> I, think I think so too, Elliot. I don't want to go on Mars. I don't I either. Don't, I don't want to leave wanna this planet. This is my home, I think. Do you, and, uh, do you yeah. guys, have you either of you watched the show The Expanse? No, but I've heard great things. Tell it, us about yeah. it. It is incredible. So it it is, it is uh, uh, a, a, close to hard sci-fi like it treats everything very in a very grounded manner to the point where like um if you're gonna go like high g space travel you literally have to have something pumped into your brains uh, you're into your body at the same time or else you're basically your body will crush because you're going so fast Whoa. like really like gets down into it but part of the the big the big uh, uh overarching story is there's a cold war between the people on earth we've colonized mars and then there's people called belters that are mining the asteroid belt the kuiper belt for materials um and at a certain point light spoilers uh the the mars has built its entire societal structure around uh uh colonizing mars making mars habitable um and then eventually later in, in the story uh, other habitable worlds worlds are discovered that are just already habitable Whoa. and so the, everybody that's colonized mars for uh, centuries at this point are like oh what what now Shit. like we the, our whole culture has been around trying to make this place a place we can live and now we don't have we can just go someplace Whoa. else but it's our identity like we built our identity yeah, around the idea well, this that is we need to make life. this happen yeah so couldn't they just be like well this is just one habitable place eventually because it kind of doesn't but it's it not feel really it's not that's the point they're living in like dome cities like they're still not able to like just go out and see the sunset isn't it interesting though that like even on our own planet you think about how like man la is a desert right yeah. like and think about it like centuries ago you know yeah. and it's like how could have this how could this be habitable how did they yeah. make like how did they make antarctica habitable mm -hmm. you know like it it seems kind of like an extreme version of that, right? Like everyone picks kind of a place on the planet to be like their little settlement, but it's like, there's so many elements that are kind of like, no, you can't live here mm -hmm. <laughs> that are just kind of fucking with it. And then there's people that live in like a paradise essentially, and never have to worry about weather or whatever yeah. or natural disasters. It kind of seems like the interplanetary version of that. Yeah. yeah like imagine yeah. living in like Orlando. Oh, <laughs> Uh, talk about uninhabitable. <laughs> Ew, gross. <laughs> they need to terraform uh, Orlando. Mm -hmm. uh, uh, what are you watching, DJ? What am I watching right now? Yeah. Um, I, uh, uh, I've been watching The Old Man on fx whoa what's that because, okay. i always love talking to you about what you're watching because you're always like you always pull out some shit like oh i'm watching <laughs> i'm watching the wrench it's a new <laughs> I'm, watching, I'm watching the wrench on hbo max, on HBO because, max. It's, a, it's a british show <laughs> it, uh, it was a british show and then it was yeah. a web series they tried to make an american one it didn't work it didn't work out it didn't work out yeah, Weirdly, they do though, even though the american <laughs> yeah they did animate it <laughs> 
even though the American one was canceled, so it's like twice as many episodes as the British version. But <laughs> exactly. you know, whatever. Yeah. And the uh, British one is has an end. Yeah. That's what I love about <laughs> British shit. Is like they know they're like we're doing three seasons and that's yeah. it. Done. You know, um, my mom's watching this this ghost show, like like a show like called Ghost. It's a it's a it's a scripted show, but it's a sitcom on like Paramount Plus or whatever, and it has like thirty episodes. And and the British version that that is based off of is on HBO Max and it's like 12. It's like 12 episodes. Yeah. That's so great. Dude, don't they isn't that funny? Like yeah. even like Stranger Things is like seems like they could make it go on forever. Like these yeah. kids are getting way too old now, which is yeah. like so funny. How old are it whatever. Uh yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not keeping up with I haven't kept up with Stranger Things. But it's going to go on forever. If Stranger Things was a British show, it would have been two seasons it, and done. It would have been yeah. that first season we're like we're good. That's fine. And it would have been so good because yeah. of it. <laughs> Yeah, the old man. It's it. Uh, it's it's crazy. That the show exists. It's a TV show starring Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow. Whoa! And yeah, it's it's insane. And they basically it, it's one of those things where it's actually a pretty. I guess standard's not the right word, but it's a pretty standard. Like old guy used to be a CIA super badass and is now pulled back into the game. But it's done with such care and uh and so <laughs> deliberately that it's just for me i eat this stuff up i'm into it i love it but basically jeff bridges plays this guy um that uh uh fucked shit up in afghanistan in the 90s he was like a caa op uh fighting russians and shit and then he ran away he ran away found the woman he loved ran away uh has been off the grid for 30 plus years and uh, finally, the guy that he fucked over there wants uh, wants him back. wants to wants to get revenge. And so John Lithgow was a CIA operative at the time that helped him, and now he's uh, one of the heads at uh, the FBI. So John Whoa. Lithgow's charged with trying to find him. But and he's got a past with him. And he's got a past with him. But his big thing is that he doesn't. If people start digging into Jeff Bridges' past, they're going to find out stuff he did that he doesn't want them to yeah. know. A moral so like dilemma. <laughs> it's a moral dilemma. Yeah, it wrapped around some of the best actors of, yeah, our, of just, our current day. In the first episode, there's just a phone conversation between the two of them, and it's Jeff Bridges and John Lithgow, and it's like this is impre- this is just so good. Who's it's involved so good. in this? Is that is it anybody behind the scenes that has made some good stuff? So the thing that blew my mind, I was watching, I was watching the first episode and uh, uh, the, you know, the credits hit and it was uh, directed by John Watts, the guy that's done the, the more MCU Spider-Man movies. Oh, and the, shit. Second, the second his name uh, popped up, I was like, fuck off. No way. And it's Whoa. like, yeah, he directed the first two episodes. Incredible work. Wow. Uh, um, he's not the. Uh, the person, the showrunner, is not somebody I'm familiar with off the top of my yeah, head. Yeah, I wonder what else they've worked on and stuff. Because I love following all these showrunners that make really good shows. And then it's yeah. like, what are they doing next? Like, yeah. I can't wait to see what Lindelof does next. Because I'm like chomping at the bit. Do we not Do we not have any word on that? We do. I think there is. Uh, hang on, let me see. Damon Lindelof. There is a... Uh, um, what was it? I just saw something. Here we go. I'm totally gonna check the show out. Thanks, DJ. Yeah, old man, old man. You can watch it on Hulu. I think it is three or four episodes deep at this point. Yep. Four. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it's really like it's just really remarkable. It's like slow burn stuff, but it does it does all the stuff like really well. I wanted to ask you, Elliot, uh, based on our conversation earlier, are you watching Only Murders in the Building? Yes. Uh, oh, it's so I am. good. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I loved the first season so much, and I loved uh, the you know I really liked the first episode. I'm only one episode in the second season, so yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. I, are you guys watching it? Yeah, I loved first season. I too. watched uh, yeah. like six, maybe five, no, 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 five episodes of the yeah. first season, and I was absolutely delighted. But there's just too much shit out there. I can't there's keep up. Lot. There's a lot. There's a um, lot. Mrs. Mrs. Davis is the next thing da- uh, Damon Lindelof is doing, and uh, the showrunner and executive producer and co-writer with Damon Lindelof is someone named Something Hernandez. It's <laughs> cool. an interesting name, Something Hernandez. Something. That's an yeah. Something I think Hernandez. It, is that Greek? Yeah. Something. <laughs> well, I actually another thing I checked out that both you might have already seen. Have you have you heard anything about or have you seen RRR? 
Yes. Oh it's man. So good. Okay, look, uh, Elliot. Have you heard of this? R R R. Never in my life. Oh my it's god. Making it's making the so rounds good. in the uh, cinephile world, and it's breaking through a bit, kind of like how. I think it's doing for Bollywood what um, uh, Parasite did for Korean, Korean films. Yeah. We're, we're seeing a Bollywood kind of like, ble- we're seeing Bollywood bleed into Hollywood a little bit. Yeah. And people are like, ooh, what's this? And I love that this is people's kind of first taste into the Bollywood world, even though I would say that this isn't the greatest example of really good like like big uh, big bollywood movies yeah. uh but it is it, there is musical moments and it is a wonderful wonderful movie it's very long yeah, so a, get your a, coffee it's a three-hour epic yeah it's a sure. three-hour epic but elliot Ooh. i think you should watch it man it's Ooh. so good i i feel like if you're not <laughs> if you're not no but if you're not sold within like what would you say steve like the first 10 minutes yeah like yeah. this movie announces what right. it is right. immediately. Yeah, I'm down for that. that. But also, like, I, yeah, I ahead. give every movie like a 15 minute. If it's a movie, I give it 15 minutes, and if yeah. it's a TV show, give it about 10. Right. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> yeah, if it grabs, then we're good to go. So that's great. I could maybe do that. I just have to pee a lot. Yeah, I know. I know. It's on Netflix though. It's on Netflix. You can pee whenever you want. Or you could just okay. you, you right. could take so. it in chunks too. I think. Yeah. Well, it is on Netflix. All right. Yeah, and there's specifically at the midway point, they like cut to a logo that is kind of like a perfect intermission point if you want to like. And then you're like, here we go, buckle up, baby. Um, I loved it. I I, and I think there's a lot of really good uh, uh, Bollywood out there. This is one movie called Om Shanti Om. Okay, okay, okay. Which is a really wonderful Bollywood movie that I highly recommend. Let me put it on my list. Let me put it on my list. I wonder if it's on Netflix. Not on Fourth of July, Steve. <laughs> <laughs> sorry, sorry, sorry. Very sorry. Those funny. Are the rules. Those Very are the rules. funny. Yeah, this is like a straight up like Moulin Rouge romance musical Bollywood, but it's so good. Om it Shanti is. Om. It is. I'm gonna put it on my list. Dude. Yeah, get it in there. And um, and and I love. I want everyone to. I would love all my friends to really get into Bollywood stuff because it's like, you know, it, it, the t- there's a lot of like. Uh, it's not West cinema it's yeah. its own beast and it's got its own tone and flow and it's a little cool. different it might take yeah. a while to like kind of get used to it but it's so big and beautiful and wonderful and well done and what, yeah. what about what about you steve is there something like you're you're watching you're checking out that you're like uh well i just finished i'm caught up on stranger things and now i just need to watch these like s- these cinematic movies they yeah, fucking made yeah. <laughs> so quick question as somebody that's not elliot are you watching stranger things yeah okay are question. you caught up fully or have you not watched the movies yet i'm like two th- yeah th- thank you for calling them movies they are movies i'm like <laughs> yeah. a third into the sec the last one okay so, so you guys can clarify a question i have because i haven't i i haven't watched since season two um, I was under the impression that the Kate Bush song was in one scene. <laughs> is that is that not is that not the case? You know, people uh, love me, this Kate Bush song. <laughs> they love the fucking Kate Bush song. Yeah. and I, I I'm I, I'm worried they're gonna push it too much in these movies yeah. but uh but yeah man i it you're right like every time i hit a clip like people post clips and i'm like i want to see what it's about and i was like it's always the song i'm like are they editing this in well the best yeah. part, <laughs> the the thing is is they like they've successfully emotionally manipulated people since season two yeah, yeah, yeah. I think season one of Stranger Things was an absolute unfiltered love letter to the 80s in a way that we hadn't really seen done yet. I think a lot of people tried to do it, but it just didn't catch on. And yeah. some it was only a matter of time before someone took a CW kind of like sensibility and throw the 80s into it and then mix it up with like some violence and horror and stuff and uh and that's really the essence of that show but i feel like season one was like beautiful and perfect and then season two was like uh uh-oh some executive told them to push hard into the 80s stuff and kind of the story is secondary uh and really didn't like it and season three was like okay we're a little better, mm-hmm. still kind of pushing too hard into the 80s stuff. And then this season four, dude, is the best since season one for okay. sure. Everything that you just said, Steve, is 100% correct. Yeah. 
from you feel my the opinion. same way absolutely you just that perfectly articulated right I, it's been I, a while but we're back yeah, it's so good. I love this season so much. It's just a- really well done, dude. And and the mm-hmm. Kate Bush thing, it's not even the best Kate Bush song. It, it, they just used it in an emotional way that made everyone go, yeah. yeah like, yeah, it, yeah. they just manipulated everybody. Yeah. <laughs> the, so I had a friend tell me that I could probably, because again, I, I stopped after season two, that I could probably just jump right in in season four. Is that... Does that feel um, right or not? Or should I do I need to do I need yeah, to get through season three? You could do a recap of three. Three was a, yeah. was kind of hard to get through for a while. I was just like, where yeah. are we going with this shit? <laughs> it was uh, just it like, gets a little even season four. Season four because agreed. it starts out so ridiculous in some of the storylines that are, <laughs> have been set up by season three yeah. might be good to check. Otherwise, you'd be like, uh, why are they? Why are they? Yeah, here? Why and also, happening? yeah, I, actually, Elliot, that's a really good point because by the time you're in season four, you're like, okay, well, we're essentially in a cartoon world that, like, where <laughs> yeah. the rules don't matter and like everyone's got plot armor on, yeah. and and like you know any. But I do like that anyone can die at any moment and you just don't know who's safe really and i think that's a really good way to make a show with beloved characters like game of thrones really grabbed people because they were like we're just gonna fucking kill off your favorite characters one by one and so that by the time we get to the third season you're like no one's safe and you're just like yeah I think uh, Stranger Things did a really good job of making you fall in love with these characters and then have them kind of die. And you're like, okay, well, then no one's safe. And it really makes the it it raises the stakes of the show. And I think it's really important that the stakes are super high. And and I don't know if you're going to get the full uh, the full feeling of that unless you watch those. I hate saying that, DJ, because it's such a season three is going to be rough, man. Like like you said, there's just a lot. There's a lot. I think Better Call Saul's coming back. That's going to be that's going to be a priority. I got to get caught up on it. Oh, it's so good. um, One more thing I wanted to say about Stranger Things is is. um, because I really want, like, man, I shit on it a lot, but it, I, the good things are good. Yeah. And this season, like I said, is just really well constructed. They've gone way past the 80s thing and are now just kind of like living in a story cool. uh, that's really compelling and good. But I, here's something that they do really well. They introduce new characters on the show and instantly you love them instantly it's so strange i don't understand how they just understand how to bring a character in because like it's so risky when you have a beloved cast and then you throw in this new character and you're like everyone's gonna love poochie now (laughs) poochie's just here and and now and they've been there the whole time and that's the other thing i'm glad they didn't do the thing they did on lost which was like eventually they brought out these background characters and they're like this supermodel has been here the whole time (laughs) and they all know them and they're all really familiar with them but we don't know them and it's yeah, like, yeah, wait yeah. a minute, who's this? But they're just so good at bringing in new characters and then having you instantly fall in love with them. It's a unique thing. I I don't really, I've never really seen. Yeah, I feel yeah, like great writing. Good great writing. writing. Um, dude, yeah. Barry. Barry, Barry is another show. Whoa, yeah. Barry, Barry this season, dude, went for the throat. It, On, <laughs> it does not care. It's I, unbelievable. I, I, and I uh, is it a comedy? I don't think it's a comedy. I don't, I don't, yeah, I don't think it's a comedy anymore. I know this <laughs> yeah. season's insane, tackling like domestic abuse yeah. and like way more trauma stuff. It's and, basically uh-huh. an existential nightmare. Like every episode is an existential nightmare. <laughs> well, it's kind of like we're seeing the consequences of this kind of frivolous. Let's just kill people. Like we're yeah. having fast food. Yeah, and we're seeing the consequences of it and it's really cool to see that because it was fun to play in the world of like there's zero consequences these people are killing machines and we see that a lot every time you have like a fucking assassin movie it's like they never talk about the consequences of killing all these people pretty much other than using it as a moral kind of like storyline like should i keep doing this it is it's an easy way for people to be like nothing's black and white like you know some things are gray and and, you know but yeah barry is just like fuck it's like another show where the stakes are really high for sure yeah yeah, the the so a lot of standout scenes uh, this season in Barry. Obviously, the highway chase was incredible. Oh was my incredible. god! Um, now I haven't seen the most recent 
episode. I don't think I've seen the most recent. The finale. There's, there's a finale. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, I got yeah. a busy day. I got a busy Fourth yeah, of July yeah, ahead of me, boys. July. You got to catch up on Dude, Barry. Bye. Yes. Do, uh, it for, yep. do it for America. Do for the country. The finale. Uh, uh, well, the Elliot. season finale. No, yeah, oh, this great. Isn't the season, but but um, Elliot, mm, where are you at with Barry's relationship with his with his lady friend with Sally? They got. Uh, spoiler alert, they got basically broken up because uh, he yelled at her and mm-hmm. uh, he was like, what's the big deal? It's not yeah. like I, you know, killed anybody. Yeah. And, so, <laughs> and then he's getting uh, chased, I think, by like the... <gasps> the uh, motorcycle folks? Yeah. No, got through that, yeah. Okay, okay. So so you're... Well, now the- I'm getting it confused with Righteous Gemstones. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's true. That's I know, because there's another motorcycle gang in are you, at the bit, are you at the bit where Barry tries to... Let's say he tries to help Sally with a work problem. Uh, and and it's like a oh, full yeah. mask off moment. For <laughs> oh, I think I'm about there. Yeah, yeah. I think okay. it's... Uh, Good. All right. I think we'll I kind of saw moment. that. I think I saw that coming, I think. I was like, um, I know that... what. Yeah, yeah. I yeah, think yeah. I know. Okay, all right, all right. I won't say any more, but that that scene where it's he's happening. To Sally, yeah, yeah, yeah. Is isn't is it wonderful? Great. We're so spoiled with like really good oh. TV right now. Yeah, and it's like it's like knocking the movie industry off its like rocker. Yeah. Like, move. You know, we still get really good movies and shit, but man, TV's been killing it right now. Yeah, you know what we need more good of though. Hmm comic book <laughs> yeah elliot and it's a really good thing that you brought it back i i was gonna my segue to to uh to hellbent was so we talked about and thank you elliot yeah. and so we talked about how in the uk they know how to end shit and here they just go and go and go because that's where the money is or maybe people love it or whatever i don't know hardly <laughs> it's that reason do you have an end for Hellbent, and do you know where it is? And have you announced that at all? Great yeah, question. we know. Yeah, we know. We know where we're going. We 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 came up with basically um, before we even started uh, doing the art for part one. We knew that it was a it was a three part story. We had an outline for all three parts, um, and then and and so now this is part two. Part two's done well enough that we're getting we're gearing up to start working on a part three um and that will be you know it, that will be the end of this story we m- might in the future if there's a if there's a big response return to these characters um but that the story we've been telling that will be the end of of this story i and i thank you for that because yeah. i love to hear things end yeah. and have a and have an end that was planned and you know a lot yeah. of people like to say well we had this plan from the beginning but you know, sometimes yeah. that's not true but yeah well and plans uh, change <clears throat> like you like the, the the exact like the specifics change as, as the story evolves and as we're telling it but we know like i didn't i didn't want to be in a position where like i i told an incomplete story i wanted people to have like a full a full three act you know uh all this stuff is resolved right um so that was that was the good that's, that's the important goal. that's the goal dude goal. i i was talking to a friend the other day and they were like have you seen this have you seen this have you seen this have you seen this and there are all these shows that have like maybe two seasons that sound so fucking cool it's shit like man the first episode starts and this woman just appears in the middle of an airport and nobody knows who she is and she doesn't have a, her id on her but there's but one of the pilots knows her <laughs> and you know and it's like, ooh, that sounds I'm interested. I'm interested. I'm like, where does that go? And they go, well, it got canceled, so it doesn't have it. <laughs> and there's so many shows that just got canceled before they end, yeah. but they sound so cool and good. I like to. <laughs> Raised by Wolves, I got pretty attached Damn. to that. Yeah. Raised by that's Wolves gone. is a trip. That also is one of those shows that's so bleak. That's so yeah. like, like well, you think this season? is the worst things can get? No, sorry. Yeah. It's, it's worse than that. Is it more um, bleak than Chernobyl? <laughs> Chernobyl's a real story, so I'm going to say no. Wait, what? <laughs> Wait, I thought that was fic- science oh, fiction. No. Uh, cut, it off, uh, cut it off. Cut it off. Not on 4th of July. Not on 4th of July. No, but but um, uh, and I think it's important. You, you you know, you mentioned stuff like Game of Thrones and Lost. I think part of the part of some of the backlash near the end of those shows is is when you tease out a story for so long, mm-hmm. people start 
feeling in their own gaps and coming mm-hmm. out with their own expectations. Oh, it, becomes like the, really, yeah. it becomes really challenging. So I think the shows that I've seen that I, I think are really successful, each season continues the, from the previous one, but it's also like a self-contained thought. Like it's its own. Yeah. Like I think one of the best structured shows I've seen is a lot of X shows. Uh, the Shield, uh, Justified did this. Um, like, like I'm a little, have either of you or both of you watched Severance? The Apple yeah, Apple I loved Apple. Severance, I mean, dude. Unbelievable. It, it, it's so well made. Yeah. But like I had, to, because I didn't, I didn't watch Lost religiously. So I had to ask some friends like, is this what it was like watching yes. Lost? And they were yes. like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, this is an incredible feeling. But now I'm worried that like how, how many seasons, because when I first started I watching know. it, I thought it was a, I thought it was a, this happens to me on a lot of shows. I assume it's a mini series. Yeah. Right, and yep, it's like no multiple, multiple. The old man. I just found out the old man has been has been uh, uh, renewed for a second season. I'm like, but I this felt like a self contained. What does that mean? A second yeah. season? <laughs> yeah. Well, when they're talking about Obi Wan too, they're like, yeah. and like Ewan McGregor wants to do another one, and I'm like, man, did you watch that? Uh, did yeah, everyone yeah. watch Obi Wan? Elliot, did you finish it? Yeah, dude, I was like, I think they put a nice little bow on this. We yeah. don't need to, we don't need well, another one. The whole marketing for Disney Plus for a long time has been stories don't need to end, and it's like, is that a threat? Are you, is this, <laughs> yeah. you think you this shit's over? <laughs> I don't know that that should be the takeaway. Stories don't need to end. Neither will your subscription. <laughs> your story doesn't end. Why yeah. should ours? So, um, are you looking forward to anything coming up? The Lord of the Rings show, the Game of Thrones uh, spinoff. I'm worried about I'm worried about the Lord of the Rings show because it feels like one of the it feels like Lord of the Rings felt so engineered to tell that singular yeah. story that I don't know like I don't know that I care about like a thousand years in the past I don't it's, same it's same thing with House of Dragons like I don't know that I care about that it kind of feels <laughs> yeah. like they're gonna just be like the, it could very easily uh be distracted by trying to be like a, a modern game of thrones kind of uh you know i feel like people are going to be like it's game of thrones in the lord of the rings world yeah and it's like can't we just get new fantasy stuff like yeah. why don't we just get a new fantasy thing and it's because well people want to put IP. their money on ip yeah. yeah but it becomes this real like it was it was tough with obi-wan obi-wan had this really thin window of like not only does it have to worry about revenge of the sith and new hope but also the rebels tv show yep. and it's like it, it, it just becomes this really challenging the more that you like dig into those parts like it makes what better call Saul did just even more impressive yeah of like i legitimately i know that Saul ends up in breaking bad but i honestly don't know how we resolve the situation i know i know and 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 with better call Saul, it's like i love that they're like well you know what happens but we've been showing you beyond that kind of too and that's been really fun and cool to see vince gilligan and company kind of fuck around in there uh it's really so i'm I'm excited for the that to come back what am i i don't know about you all i feel i feel like i i discover stuff like as especially like the good things you only find out about like as it oh it's on the air now like like uh uh the show the bear just dropped and i was i've watched the first few episodes of that and it's like i didn't know to even be on the lookout for that show that's uh, the thing it's a re- it just comes at you so hard i've also not heard of it it just sounds like another thing you made up yeah no it's on it's another it's another fx on hulu show okay but sure think- dude Sure, DJ. Yeah. Yeah, sure. On yeah. Fourth of July. Yeah, that's a show. Yeah, 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 yeah right. Right. On Fourth of July. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Convenient. No, but I guess like season, like uh, uh, we're getting another season of what we do in the shadows. We're getting. Yeah. Um, we just started. Have you guys? Have you guys checked out um, uh, Wellington Paranormal? Dude, I, I love it so it's much. So I'm, fucking it, funny, it, it, Elliot. You Wait, need to watch oh, I it. think I have seen. Is that um, si- uh, what's his name, Simon? Uh, the the uh, Taika Waititi. Uh, no, no, no. It, it's, it's, it's oh, yeah, no. It's a uh, Jermaine Clement and Taika Waititi's yeah. other show. It's and another it's, spinoff of what we do in the shadows. It's a spinoff of what we do in the shadows, but it's been going on for a long oh, time in wait. New Zealand. Yeah, uh, and it's and we finally got it here like three yeah. or four months ago or something but it's oh, it's great. 
Dude, it's just another what we do in the shadows, but it's like bumbling like police officers in New Zealand yeah. that, that get tasked with working with a secret uh, wing of the yeah, of, yeah. of yeah. <laughs> to like do paranormal shit. And, it's and it's so taken good. me the, the all like I think Steve, are we in like season three or something? Yeah. It's yeah. taken me three seasons, but I think like I've the whole time I've been like, what makes this like Kiwi humor I know like, so special? And I, I think there's there's this layer of politeness to everything yeah, yeah. That, yeah. that makes everything so so much funnier. And I love the casting. The casting yeah. is like perfect. These are people that are just like your mom's friend yeah. that like you see at the coffee shop that's a little weird. Yeah. <laughs> and you're, the, and it, yeah. Uh, the other thing you guys should keep an eye out for if you haven't checked it out is uh and we should be getting another season of that is reservation dogs which is Whoa. another oh, oh, oh yeah TV. dude oh, yeah that's a great show that, yeah is it yeah. is it back is there it's not back yet it's not back yet okay. but we should but be it did get picked up. that show yeah. that show was one of those shows that's like oh yeah this is what you get when you laugh and you cry mm -hmm. and yeah. it just has every 100 you, you know yeah. what it makes me feel like it makes me feel like it's only going to be a matter of time before we get like a wes anderson show well, you're not wrong because I think um, they're doing a justified revival, and I think Tarantino's supposed to be directing a few episodes Dude. of that. So and remember, like, remember Tarantino was tapped to do like a Star Trek. <laughs> wow, dude, that's how, that it feels like that the Barbie movie we're seeing still up, but it's like I don't, I have trouble. I it's crazy. The Barbie movie, the Greta Girl Barbie movie, is if that Tarantino Star Trek movie happened, and you're like, yeah. I can't believe that this is actually a thing. <laughs> exactly. That I'm going to be able to put into my eyeballs. I know. You know? <laughs> oh, uh, the boys. Yeah. The boys, Elliot. Do you watch the boys? It's too uh it's too much for me it's too dude graphic. i get it's, it it is a lot i get it, is a lot. it. oh I've man actually, but it's so good it I lost actually, me in season two and i was just like i'm not cool <sighs> or edgy enough to yeah. dude but elliot the commentary and the 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 um what yeah. they're saying and how well it's written is like re you really need dude and this new season i'll go back at some point please yeah. do yourself a favor and like look if you got to look away or cover your eyes sometimes yeah, if, i think that's was, fine if it was too intense Okay. It's not going to get any less that. It it's certainly yeah, exactly. Not. I was but like, and I kept thinking that during the second season. I was like, and then there was one scene, and I forget what it was. I was like, all right, that's enough of that's enough of that. There's, <laughs> there's literally there's literally a sequence in the first episode of this season that I was like, this is the most fucked up thing they've done. This is the uh, most really? fucked up I, thing. I, I honestly was. You got to like, respect it. I mean, yeah. <laughs> it was like, are they just sitting in their writers room going like, how do we pay off yeah. this moment? So, yeah. so Steve, are you caught up? So you've seen the hero gasm episode? Episode. Uh, I, I, uh, I think I just finished it. I just finished when the deep is like hero gasm, and then that oh, was okay. like the end of that episode or whatever. No, yeah, okay. So you haven't actually seen like I don't know the, what the, it the, is. Okay, okay. I think that actually was like halfway through that episode. So you need to finish that episode okay immediately because <laughs> okay. i think it's the best episode not because of hero gasm but i think it's the best episode that can you give gone. me just a slight uh, uh a tease of what you're talking about because maybe i did see it um without spoiling anything that Is episode that the most things happen that episode we resolve a lot of uh okay i'll give you a light a light light, light. Uh, Homelander and Soldier Boy come face to face. <gasps> oh, I'm ready, baby. Okay. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah. ready. Yeah, all right, all right. So, oh, it, Elliot's over there reading the Bible. Where are Elliot's, we at in the Bible, Elliot? Where are you in the Bible? Right. <laughs> yeah. uh, I'm just being better than you. Uh, I'm just being... <laughs> all right. Well, look, DJ. Yeah. Thank you so much for joining us. What a fun episode. Uh, where can people me. find Hellbent and I, where can they uh, yeah, give us a plug? I you? hope I said this earlier in the episode. Hellbentcomicbook.com. Go to hellbentcomicbook.com. Uh, if you go to Kickstarter, um, uh, you just type in Hellbent. It should pop up. And like I mentioned earlier, if you missed volume one, you can get both volumes one and two. You can get drawn into a scene uh, featuring characters from the comic by Heather Vaughn. That's a tier in there um cool variant covers we got tarot cards we got a whole bunch of stuff uh it's an incredible team of of women and queer creators uh, that I'm, I'm lucky enough to collaborate with and it is a story that is almost unfortunately more relevant than ever um so yeah it sounds like yeah so please please go support it i think you'll love it uh check it out 
um and and thank and thank you thank you all for having me i love coming on my show i love shooting dude nice chatting dude dj and can i say that like um representation in comics is definitely kind of like a new or better representation of all types of of everyone is uh it's it's better in comics now and i feel like i love that you're working closely with people to bring that yep. to uh, uh the your kind of world because i know that you are um you've got a good sense of story and a good sense of like character stuff and i know it won't be like hacky cringy yeah. it's gonna be done well and appropriate and respectfully well, I think the thing yep. is like, and you guys are probably the same way. Like that's something we all respond to. We just respond to authenticity, you know? Yes. I mean? And so there's aspects of this, like I have a lot of love in the story and stuff like that, and, you know, and it, but it comes down to like uh, bringing in people that can, that will, will elevate it. That's the, you, you all know, you all work on projects. It's, it's important to surround yourself with people that are smarter and better than you are. Oh, so yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah, so that's all, that's yep. all, all that I did. Uh, Very yeah, easy for us. That are, yeah, that are, that are better at this stuff than I am. But see, a lot of people do that, but then they like don't have the know-how. They don't have like the structure. They don't have the writing yeah. tools in their brain. And I, and you do. And I'm, I, oh, I like you. when people who have a handle on how to like work a story structure can also like bring authentic respectful representation into the into the fold yeah. you are creating high quality products which makes it very easy and fun to talk about exactly and it's the kindest the representation i want to see is where it's done well and, and it's respectful and you're a sweetheart and you're Thank sweetheart. You. Thank you. And we appreciate you, DJ. And we miss you. And hopefully we'll see you in person soon. Yes. That'd be yeah, nice. We'll, yeah, let's man. all go to church together. Let's oh, all I'd go. Absolutely. It. I'd love it. In fact, can we pray really quick before we go? Yes. Please. Not on 4th of July. <laughs> Not on 4th of July. <laughs> all right. Well, uh, Elliot, anything else you want to no. add? Wonderful. Okay. Mm. Well, please watch Wellington Paranormal, Elliot. And I also, will. here's a little teaser for the next Valley cast. Um, Elliot went to Disneyland and I want to talk all about it. So next time we do this, I would like to dedicate quite a bit of time to that adventure. If that's okay. I would love to talk to you about it. Wonderful. All right. Well, thanks DJ. Thanks, Thank DJ. You. Thank you to everyone See, listening. We know how to end things. It's just kind of, you know, trails off. <laughs> it gets off. there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it gets there. Uh, well, thank you to the patrons. Thank you to everyone listening. And uh, please watch the video version of this so you can see DJ's really cool little set there and his handsome face. And Elliot's sight gags, which are always good. Just having fun. YouTube.com slash thevalleyfolk for that video version. And we'll catch you guys next time on the show. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.